Merci beaucoup. Merci beaucoup. Meaning, thank you very much. Uh, you've done very, very well as far as making me feel at home. And somebody did a very, very good job and welcomed me by making this room the warmest room in the whole, <laughs> <laughs> whole place. I didn't know it was going to be so warm, so I dressed up a lot. Lots of layers underneath, what you cannot see, but I think it's too hard. <laughs> so, Thank you once again. Well, you are in for a good treat, a report of what God has been doing in Haiti, and uh, you will hear that from me. And I'm so glad to see my doctor here, our long-time friend, and I have my teacher here with me, Mark. He taught me how to understand football last night. <laughs> Ralph is my teacher, he taught me this nitty-gritty of football that I did not know. Uh, so thank you very much, Raf. I'm, I'm smarter today than I was <laughs> the last week about football. So I finally heard that uh, UNC won? Yeah. Yes. Why did you say yes? Finally. Am I the right place or the wrong place? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Ralph and I had a great time last night. Well, Ralph? Yeah, yes. We had a great time yeah. together. So, I'm here to share with you about what God has been doing in the past four or five years that you have not been back in Haiti. Uh, I'm sure many of you have heard a lot on the news, CNN, Fox, or your local news, Miami arrows, about Haiti, what's going on. This is, I said, one-sided. It's one-sided, the term. And they also tell me I'm one-sided, too, of what I'm going to tell. But you know, for every coin, there are two sides. If you just look at the one side, you don't get the whole story. That's true. So. CNN, the political world, uh, they are there to give you the one side. But I'm here to share with you the other side of what God is doing. Yes, Haiti is not the same Haiti you once knew. Haiti is very chaotic now, and especially for the past three years, especially the two, last two years, we haven't had a government. Uh, our last president was assassinated, mm -hmm. as you know. And then, since then, everybody is for the God. Everybody wants to have a bigger piece of the pie. And the pie, as you know, it's not that big. But everyone wants to have the largest piece. And that's what makes a big mess of what's going on in Haiti. Some of it I understand. Some of it I do not understand. But as you well know, we, as Christians, we know the whole nature of human, human whole nature, sin, ego, greed. To me, that's the problem. And how much do you have to have to say, enough, I could have it and share it and the world would be a better place to live? But some don't see it like, like that. 
the more I could get, the better off I am. And the more I could find ways to get more, I'll do it. And I think that's what's happening right now in Haiti. It is very sad. Someone told me, Leon, what do you think is the answer for the problems that uh, are going on in Haiti right now? And my answer for the past two years has been the same even today. We need a benevolent dictator. But a good benevolent. A less dictator, but a benevolent. Somebody who sees the best for the country at large. Who has a big heart. See, I need to do something for my people. But thank God, we have so few of them who are trying to do good. And I, when I talk with several Haitians who are outside of Haiti, even in Haiti, they would like to see the changes. They would like to see some changes happen. But it seems like, especially for the assassination of the last president, we know he was assassinated because he wanted to make some changes. And now everybody is afraid. If I take over and make changes, what will happen to me? Now it seems like there's a dead and nobody wants to stand and do something. So that's why you guys need to continue to pray for it. Continue to pray for me. Continue to pray for the world at large. You know, the world is in a big mess. We all know that. Some interpret it as signs of the time. But you know, the world has always been in the big mess. We need to pray. We need to reach out to the less fortunate. Whether it be through earthquake, whether it be to uh, strong tropical storms, whether it be to political uh, uh, pursuit, we need to do whatever we can do to say this is the, what I can do and I will do it in my world. I'm sure you've heard of the story of the, the starfish. The story of the star, starfish, I like it. The big storm, the starfish all over, all over outside the sea, and they were dying. And there was a young man who bent down and see the thousands upon thousands of millions of starfish that was by the river. Bent down and took one <coughs> and threw it back in the water. And an old man saw him and said, what in the world are you doing? Can you see the millions and millions of starfish? They're going to die. And the young man bent down and took another one and said, I can't save this one. I can make a life, life change from that one. So that's where we are now. We cannot save the whole world. Even if it's right here in Chapel Hill, you cannot do all of it. There is to do. But you could make a difference. A little difference. And that's why you are in charge of. So do the best you can with what you have to reach out. Because it's so big, you cannot do it all. 
but one difference. In 1990, we studied what is called, really started in 1988, but organized and legalized by the state of uh, Virginia in 1990, Haiti Outreach Ministries. My wife, the smart lady, I married up, guys. <laughs> yeah, I say that with all of my heart, and I'm serious about it. She's smarter than I am. She has, she's better educated than I am. She's better educated than I am. And she loves the Lord more than I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm learning. I'm learning. So she started the school with 32 kids in City Soleil that she personally picked them out because they were naked, dirty, playing with mud, with no hope. 32 of them. We started, there was no classroom, no tables, no chairs, nothing. She just wanted to make a difference on 32 children. Because of your friendship, you pick a child and sponsor it. Others pick one and sponsor it. These 32 children now grow up to be but almost 2,000 now we have. Mm -hmm. But this beginning, the 32 in 1990, they are all over the place in Haiti, in Europe, UK, United States, making a difference in the world. Mm -hmm. Some of you have been to City Solid. You've seen City Solid. Haiti is the poorest country in the Western Hemisphere. Cité Soleil is the poorest area in all of Haiti. Can anything good come from Cité Soleil? People will say no. But my wife, the smart lady, she said, no matter where you are, where you live, your background, you have dream to be somebody in life. <clears throat> and she knows that dream you have to be somebody in life, you cannot have it happen unless there's an education. <clears throat> education. A famous, a famous phrase, Jackie, there are lots of problems in Haiti. What are the solutions? With the soft talk, she said, there are lots of problems in Haiti, but there are only three solutions. Jackie, what is the first solution? Education. Jackie, what is the second solution? Education. Can you guess what is the third solution? <laughs> and she said, good question, education. <laughs> and you know, kids who grew up in city Soleil, they are dreaming. They would like to be some, somebody in their, in their lifestyle. The dream of great schools that they heard of somewhere in Pichonville, somewhere in Port-au-Prince, but they will never be able to go there. Mom and dad are poor. They're not working. Mom and dad have never gone to school themselves. So how in the world could I receive an education? There comes Jackie. Jackie said, 
the school that you dream and you know you heard about it somewhere in Haiti, somewhere in Pechonville, somewhere in Port-au-Prince, that school is coming, is coming in your community. We're going to start a school that is second to none in your area. By faith, we didn't have any money. We didn't know anyone in the state to sponsor one. But now, these 32 children, do you happen to know Benushka? You have some brochures here, you can take it and read it home, but now listen to me and then I'll say, Benushka, from Cité Soleil, is now at Harvard <laughs> doing research as a doctor. Joseph, Joe, we call him Joe, from Cité Soleil, is now in UK studying computer science. And he's just now been admitted in a PhD program to go back to Haiti and serve. Do you know Jameson from Cité Soleil is now a junior at UNC <laughs> playing soccer. <laughs> and the list could go on and on and on. Why? Because somebody said I could make a difference with $420 a year. I could make a difference in the life of the child. I just celebrated my 75th day last month. And now, for the first time, I'm thinking about retired. But retired. I mean retired. You know what I mean by retired? <laughs> Put a new sort, set of tire on. <laughs> <laughs> and my new set of tire on is not going to be administrative work. I'm tired of the administrative work. My new set of guys to at least spend three or four months in the United States begging for money. <laughs> <laughs> and wherever I could go, even all the 50 states, who knows, Canada, who knows, Europe, I am on my last 30 years or more. That's what I want to do. Because I enjoy doing that. I like to talk about what God is doing in Haiti. I like that because it's a successful story. And believe me, when I do it, there's no question on my part. There'll be question on your part if you don't give. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. Relax, relax. But I like what God is doing in Haiti. Things that you will not hear from CNN. Things that you will not hear from Fox. Things that you will not read from Manierald. You'll hear on this life goes on in Haiti with all that you heard civil unrest, gangs, assassination of the president, all these things. Life goes on. The churches, right now, the church in Haiti, I'm sure there are over 3,000 people worshiping the Lord right now as we speak. And they are excited. And for whatever reason, 
some of them misinterpreted what's going on in the world for better or for worse or for good or bad. They misinterpreted, in my view, maybe they're right, I'm wrong, I don't know. <laughs> but they said, what's going on right now in the world, that might be the sign of the end time. I need to get back to church. I need to be serious about my Christian walk because Jesus is coming back. Now, that's not particularly my view, but I'm glad they think it that way. <laughs> so they got to church. They're most serious about serving the church and all preachers like that, don't we? Don't we like when church people are serious about serving We like that. So I'm excited when I see them very excited to see because he's coming back, let me get back to the church and be active. So the churches are growing. The churches are growing. City Soleil is not an easy place to go now to even go to church. Even I, I do not go to City Soleil if I don't have to. But people who live in City Soleil go to church in City Soleil. If you used to live in City Soleil and used to go to back to church there when things were calm, you cannot go there anymore because you don't live there. They recognize you as a, you know, you don't belong. So the church now is split into two. One third of them go to City Soleil, two thirds go to Ternoa Blanchard, where some of you have held teachers training. And both of them, especially the one at Tedmar, they are growing. The school, the school, as I told you, the school is a major part of what we do. We like to see children educated because they're the hope of tomorrow. We now have 18 of our former students who are teaching at the school that they graduated. Four of them, four of them, are principles of all four schools that we have. And pray for one for me, especially. One of the principals of the school right now is a former student, and he's third grade teacher, still teaching at the school. And I, I heard him talk one time. The, third, the former third grade student, now is a principal, saying to the teacher, his teacher, I'm not going to take that for me. <laughs> I feel for him, I feel for him. <laughs> because now he's on the, the other seat and she's, you know, she has to report to him. So it's all about progress. Okay, guys? It's all about progress. The Lord is working. And talking about uh, that, the past four or five years, for some of you probably four years, three years, other churches five years, they have not been going to Haiti, the sponsorship is really declining. When you used to go to Haiti, you part of the uh, teaching team, you see the children, you say, let me sponsor this one, I want this one, I want that one. Now, you don't go, you don't see it. As a result, now we have over 400 students out of 1,800 who are not sponsored. Mm -hmm. And they are not sponsored, and we cannot shut down the school. 
Those, the children who are not sponsored, they are part of the program. We feed them. We pay the teachers. We give them uniforms. We do everything for them that we do for the ones who are sponsored. So please, 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 if you sponsor one already, if you could do a second one, thank you. If you have not sponsored one and you like to do one, thank you. If you cannot sponsor one by yourself, you could know a friend, the two of you could do one, thank you. <laughs> or if you know somebody that might be interested, oh, thank you, do that. What I'm saying, we need more sponsors. We don't want to close the school for new students to come. The ones that we have right now, we will keep going with them because the sponsors are still sponsoring their children. But every year we accept 180 new students, three years old. If we don't find new sponsors, we cannot take the 180 every year and then with the 400 that we have who are not sponsored. So do think about that. And if you're interested, we have sponsorship brochures you could take home with you, you could distribute it with them, you could be my assistant <laughs> and share that. Or you could take your sponsor child. I think somebody did you have some yes. uh, report cards? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, good, get your report cards and then you'd be good to spread the word. And for you, University Press, the church that I love so much, you've been involved for so long. Your own preacher speaks for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and somebody here, where was it? Somebody here greeted me in French. I said, wow, great. <laughs> so what, what I'm about to say to you, what I would like to, for you, to think about, and I'm glad you're here. I'm glad the clerk of the session is here too. Wow. <laughs> There are two churches here in North Carolina, and one is not very far from you, one is in Durham. The very first church who came with a good idea that I would like to share with you is that Triangle Grace, the church in Durham. A friend of mine went to Haiti, Jim Pease, he said, Leon, I think our church could be a little better than what they're doing. Instead of individuals sponsoring a child, and we don't know how many who are sponsoring a child, let them do that as individuals. But as a church, I'm going to challenge the church to sponsor a class of 30 students. And start it with the three-year-old and go with them until they finish college. And they'll make a difference in it. And that happened, that conversation, nine years ago. And they're still doing it. And they feel that they hope they're part of the family of the school, and they want to do it all the way. And to the point that they said, if they were to become a doctor, They'll be a doctor if they want to be a lawyer, Ralph. They'll be a lawyer if they want to be a teacher. We'll have more teachers in the schools. 
Whatever they want to do, we want to support them to make a change in Haiti and be self-sufficient. I think that's a great idea. So I'm going to plant the seed. Think about it. Think about it. Sponsor plus. We'll be happy to give you one of three classes of, uh, because every year we take 60, uh, 60 children for three schools, 180. So you could take 30 of them on your own and you could still do it individually. And then I say, just something to think about. So we believe in education and we believe with all our heart if Haiti is going to change, if there's hope for Haiti, education is part of it. If somebody had not seen me and invested in me some years ago, years, years ago, I wouldn't be here today. I think it's because of education. I could stand here talking with you. And we need more leaders, right? in the future. Because my mom and dad have never gone to school. Not one day in their lives. And they have seven children, and all the seven that believe in education, I have a doctor in my family, nurses, teachers, and preachers, and you name it, because of education. So you see the value <coughs> of education. And I know you know that. So think about that. So there's I often talk about the yes. Didn't want to interrupt your no. Please do. Thinking, please do anytime. Uh, Thirty-two children. How can you tell us how they're selected out of such a probably a very large pool of youngsters and yeah. families that want to get their children in there? How can how can you select and how do you do that? What's that process? And then the second one is. Do you, uh, are you aware of the dropout, I mean, youngsters who decide they just can't do this and they, they don't want to do it or the families don't want it? I mean, can you I tell us happy. a little bit more about that process? Yes, yes, yes. The process of picking out 32 okay. was done once in 1990 because the school did not exist at that time. We just wanted to start something. So we picked out, my wife picked out 32. That was 1990. We've never done that again. They come to us once they see the school exists. So from 1991 to now, they come to us and register every year. But the good thing about it, they come to us after the school has its own name, as a good school, the best school in the area. Whenever we send our children to take the national exam, 100%. It's something they've never heard of. In Haiti, but with my wife, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> so they never. So now every April, parents just come with their children. Sometimes at four o'clock in the morning to be first on the line because at eight o'clock we will start. But then you have to turn some away. Yes. 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 Uh-huh. But you can only have so many classes, yeah. and you can only have so much money to pay the teachers. And then so on and so forth. So, yes, we send away for the past 15 years every year. Every year we send them away. And we register them first come, first serve. 
And if you are already at the school, you have a first chance for your sister or your brother to be part of it. But we can only accept now, we reduced the number to three. But it used to be, you know, I'm from a family of seven. We don't want all seven to come to that one school because all the families need to come to a good school. So we limit it to three, and we're thinking right now to limit it to two, two per family, so that more families could benefit with a good education. So that's how we do it. But the dropping rate, yes, the dropping rate starts for, there are three factors now, used to be two, but now there are three factors that drop the retaining rate. The first one, we are uh, what we call, you might call in your culture, Ivy League school time. Mm -hmm. Yes. So you have to excel. You have to excel. A C student will not stay in our school. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because remember, we are in competition with the best school in Bessonville. We want to be, have that reputation. So if you're a C student, you could go to another school and make A. Mm. <laughs> and that happens a lot. Mm -hmm. They leave our school with C because they're C students and they transfer to another school, they are A students. Mm. You follow me? Mm -hmm. So they drive away. And Haiti does not do schooling like you do in the States. Like in the States, I understand that if you send your child to school, kindergarten, or first grade, you know by 17 or 18 years old, they finish high school. Is that right? Yes. No. Haiti is not like this, except our school. Haiti, you don't automatically pass to the next grade. You pass to the next grade because you work for it. You could fail. I my own brother fell third grade three times. I have a good friend of mine, a, the last year of high school, which is a 13th grade in our system, he was teaching as a teacher, but he was trying to pass high school. He took twice a year for 13 years to pass the grade. 13 years in the last year of high school. While he was teaching himself, he was a teacher. But it took him 13 years, twice a year to pass. The high school and go to college. So what I'm saying is that is you have to work for it. You have to work for it. So that's one thing. The returning is not easy for our school. The second one, we ask the parents to have what is called copay. The sponsor will send $35 a month for that student. So we ask the, the parents, yours, the sponsor sent $420 a year for your child. Mm -hmm. Said it is your child. Mm -hmm. You need to give us $35. Just one month for the whole year. Whereas the sponsor pays $35 12 times. But you as a parent, you have to find a way to pay $35. And believe me, some of them cannot. Some of them pretend that they can't. 
but we know they could. So if we know they could and they refuse to pay because they say, oh, we know Americans are sending money to take care of the school and we're not going to give anything. And if they could give, we know they could give, we test it out. Say, I'm sorry if you're not willing to do the sweat equity, your child cannot stay with us. So we have that happen. The third one is that I don't know if you heard about the Biden, Biden program. President Biden, he, there is a program now in the United States set up by President Biden. If you know a friend in Haiti or family member or whatever, you could apply for that family member to come to the States for two years. And during these two years, they could change their status and stay forever. But the program offers them two years to be in the States. And guess what? Lots of friends, lots of families are applying for their families in Haiti. So we lost, the past two years, we lost 14 students through that program. Yeah. So that's how we keep and we don't keep. Now, not only the school, we have what we call medical program. I think I could shut my mouth and <laughs> We have a nice medical uh, clinic. Uh, the doctors cannot go right now, but thank God for the doctors who have gone for many years, they support our clinic. And now, the clinics, we have five patient doctors who are working. And we see no less than 100 patients every day. And I was so happy to hear that your own church voted last week yes. to, to help with, uh, with the clinic, like with from, a nice from, donation. From endowment. It is, there was a grant that session approved last week, an endowment proposal for to support the, the staff, the, doc, the teacher, the student, the doctors at the clinic. So thank you so much for doing that. So we have the clinic going on, and then the clinic, everything is done as a way to talk about evangelism. So we have, we employ a, a deacon in the church who will come and pray for them, study the Bible, so half an hour before. So we always tell them, before you see the medical doctor, you have to see the good physician first. <laughs> so we do that, and then that's very happy. On and on. So, living wonderful the world. The Living Water for the World associated with us. We have five campuses now. And then we, this report will tell you how many gallons of water we gave free to the community last year. And we want to do more of that. Last but not least, we just now started a fifth campus. We call it Espoir Campus. Espoir in your language means hope. That's the campus that will bring hope more than anything else to Haitians. One, for 36 years I've been, I went to seminary with one thing in mind, to go back to Haiti to be a Bible college or seminary professor. That never happened. <laughs> I've invited over the years teachers to come and train Dickens and train elders. I've done that every other month 
they'll come and teach a subject. But now, the Lord has blessed us with a building. I call the Bible College on this Esquire campus. And the Bible College will be open in September 2025. And right now, the building is there, but I'm trying to raise money to put furniture in the building and build the library and other equipment that we need. But the building itself is ready. I mean, it's built, but not ready for classes yet because we need to raise at least another $40,000 to make it ready for that. And then on that Esquire campus, we hope to have a, a vocational school. At least five different trades we'll teach there. Uh, Carpenter, block laying, and center block, where electricity, plumbing, all these things we're going to teach so that people could be self-sufficient and make a life for themselves. Uh, please pray for that. And then on that campus, too, it's seven acres of land, largest one. We would like to transport all the clinics in that one area and make it more than a clinic. We could have even x-ray done or deliveries, babies. So pray for that. I have a vision. I'm a visionary. I'm not the best administrator. <laughs> That's why I want to give it up. <laughs> I've done a good job. But I, I'm a visionary. And then I feel that the way things are happening in my life, I have to have even a greater vision. I often say that uh, in the Haitian language, I would say, I pray God give me a goat. You know, we love goat. <laughs> I say, Lord, give me a goat. And the Lord will give me a pig. <laughs> when he gave me the pig, just to keep me humble. It's not about you. You, you ask for a goat. I give you a pig. And whenever I pray for a pig, guess what? He gave me a cow. <laughs> <laughs> to show me, Leon, it's not about you. So now, anymore, guys, I don't pray for anything. I say, Lord, here am I. What's next? What do you have in your agenda? I'm willing to do whatever you want to do. But I always give him a little challenge. I'd like to have to see the Bible college. I would like to see uh, more sponsors. I would like to see more people coming to the church. So we have to always train them. And now I pray. Lord, bring a benevolent <laughs> so I could be I could be doing my work more at ease. Lord bring security. Lord, do this. But above all. For my personal, I say for pray for good health, because you know, when you are 75, it seems that the body does not work as well as it used to. <laughs> Wear tears, you know. And I say, give me good health. And yes, answer that prayer. I'm in good health. You could, I'm in good health. Thank God for that. And then I say, Lord, please, 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 the dream. The vocation, the calling that you gave me to serve you, give me passion, give me love to do it, and do it until I die. I want to serve the Lord until I die, with passion. So if you like to pray for me, pray for this.
good health and keep Leon passionate mm-hmm. about what you ask him to do and serve with love. I love that. And we have something else to share with you. And I would like every single one to oh, I know you want to help me. I know I can, I can read your mind. It's a prayer that somebody wrote, and then I have a permission to read to use it. And I would love for you to together before you ask me any question. Hey, let's go. Have more, more. One more. Oh, more. And then. Uh, there will be room for questions. Let's read that prayer together, and then you could take it home with you. And see. Okay, let's do it together, guys. Loving God, accustomed to so many forms, Haiti is the heart of the arrogance of violence. They wait with caution, too afraid to leave their homes, even to find their daily bread. They are hungry for so many more in the bread. We ask you, O Lord, to bring long awaiting peace to your people there. Be with each and every one, whispering encouragement to draw on their deep faith in you. They walk to the valley of the shadow of death, and though they fear, they know you are with them. Your rod and your staff comfort them. Give wisdom to leaders to care for the weak and ill, to lift up the poor and powerless, to seek justice for all. Make room in the hearts of those with power to seek your wisdom in all their actions. And above all, hold each one of your children in the palm of your hand. We pray all this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Somebody wanted to give me permission to use it. So, as a matter of fact, if you want extra to share with your friends, I have extra. If you want extra sponsorship, you like to sponsor a child, I have a bunch of them here. As a matter of fact, you need to stick some whether you're going to do it today or not. Because I'm carrying them. They're heavy. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe now you don't have any desire to sponsor. But if you keep it, look at it. Who knows what happened tomorrow? Take one anyway and see what the Lord will do. So I was asked to leave room for questions. questions. And do we have any questions? Because I could talk on and on and on and on. <laughs> but I know there might be something that interests you. Yes. Uh, who's in leadership now politically in Haiti? There's no government. We have a prime minister who takes office after the death of the president in July a year ago. And he's a prime minister. Apparently, he's enjoying the position. He's acting as a prime minister, as a president. He has no desire to organize election. Uh-huh. He, he wants to stay in power. Uh-huh. Are the people happy with his leadership? No, 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 no. Seven times no. <laughs> but he doesn't care. Can, can you say uh, a word about the population of Haiti? Um, 
Right now? Yeah, it's just, uh, what, is it going up, down, is it stable? Um, <laughs> what, what is uh... People are tending to see, right now because of education, mm. the Haitians are smarter. Like my mom and dad, they didn't know any better, they have seven children. <laughs> but now it seems like they don't want to have that many children, even if they are Catholics. Uh -huh. uh, you know there is that thing about Catholics with the birth control, blah, 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 blah. but they, they see what's happening when you have too many children. What I've been preaching in my area, wherever I go, I do that a lot. And some people happy with me, some not so happy, especially the older folks. But I said, stone me, I'm going to say it. Don't stone me, I'm going to say it. And I often say, it's good if you're married to have a child. It's good to have one. It's good. But you could get married and don't have one. You know? I married my wife 34 years. We don't know. But we adapt. It's good to have one. If the Lord gives you one, it's good to have one. Two is enough. Mm -hmm. That's what I. It's good to have one. Two is enough. But I said three is a sin, but you can be forgiven. <laughs> <laughs> but four is your condemnation. You condemn. <laughs> You're a criminal. I'm mean, for Haiti, you know? For Haiti. There's no food stamp in Haiti. You know that? There's no food stamp. If you have one child, you take care of that one child. And if you cannot, that child will be on the street begging. And we are lots of them. So as a church, you have to help them think. Educate, yeah. Educate them, yeah. So I say it's good to have one, two is enough, three is the same. I will forgive you. But if you have four, you're a criminal. <laughs> so anyway, they know me by that. Uh, I never forgot that. A young man, I, I married him. Married several of them, I guess. Some of them took me seriously. But do you know there was one who had two, and then when she was pregnant with the third one, she left it just for one year. <laughs> she came back after that. But she said, I don't want you to see me. <laughs> I said, what about when the fourth one comes? Oh, that will never happen here. Pastor, here. Because on the fourth, third one, I, I did whatever I had to do to never happen. Because Haiti is tough. Here in the States, probably you could have as many as you want. But you're smarter. You don't. The, 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 the seven <coughs> extended families own 90% of the wealth in Haiti. None of them. None. I mean, none of them has four children. Mm -hmm. And they own 90% of the wealth. I tell them that. I tell my folks that. Accra. Moose. How many children Moose has? They all know he's got money that he doesn't know how many, how much money he's worth. But he doesn't have four children. And none of them. Why do you think you want to have more than they? And they have more money than you? But... In the old time, there's a saying, children, Haitians would say that, children are my bank account. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They, they really seriously believe that. 
They have to have more children because one of them will make it in life and they will take care of them. Mm. It increases their odds. Yeah. Yeah. But now they're thinking differently. So yes, it's decreasing. But the population as it is say, right now, um, there's close to 12 million Haitians okay. in Haiti, but there are about 5 million all over the world, yeah. USA, uh, you know, all over the world. But in Haiti, it's about 12 million. Mm -hmm. two, 2 to 3 million in Port-au-Prince. Right. How do you handle the gang situation? The gang situation? Well, this is, did you hear the question? Yeah. How do I handle the gang situation? Tell them about your wig. Pardon me? Tell them about your wig. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> well, here's what it is. The Lord gives each one of us a wig, right? <laughs> and I believe with all of my heart, if you don't use it, he will talk to you about it. So I tend to use my brain a lot, living in Haiti right now. The gang situation, let me tell you about the advantages that I have, me personally. I'm working in the area that is about five square miles, and then I'm making, on the five square miles, there are over half of a million people who know me personally. Yeah. Because I'm working there for 35 years. Mm. You following me? Mm. 35 years. <clears throat> Who has the best schools in the area for my children to go? Pastor Leo. Mm. Who has the best clinic? If something happens to me, I could go see the doctor. Pastor Leo. Mm. Who has the best water, drinkable water, it gives freely? <clears throat> Pastor Lee. Who hires more people in the community? Pastor Lee. So we cannot afford to mistreat Pastor Lee. So as a matter of fact, we are looking out for him. Because he's good to us. But I want you to know that I'm going to them because of you. The day you quit supporting the church, the day you quit supporting the school, the day you quit supporting the clinic, I might have to come and clean your yard, <laughs> stay with you. Yeah. So my that reputation that I have, the name that I have, it's you and I doing it together. Because of what you're doing, it gives me the reputation. I'm grateful for that. So, because of all these things, they say, Pastor Leon, I receive a call. Pastor Leon, are you about to leave? Hold on, wait, because something is going to happen. <laughs> wait, we'll call you when you can come. Or if I'm like me, because I, I don't, I like to challenge people, I like to challenge myself. I say, I'm coming anyway. They say, well, if you come in anyway, find, find a very smart way to come. So the smart way to come, I may not drive my car. I hire a motorcycle, 
or I take a tap tap, or I will even disguise myself with a wig. Wig and everything else. Have a dress too, guys. <laughs> I do whatever I have to do to do what I need to do. Sometimes my wife is very upset with me, but I'm crazy anyway. And I think that with the experiences that I have in life, if you're too smart, God can do much with you. You have to be crazy for God to use you anyway. So sometimes I'm crazy. Crazy because I want to do what I'm called to do. Mm -hmm. And I only have today to do it. So yeah, sometimes I go, my wife, upset my wife sometimes. So I ask for forgiveness. Yeah, you have to do what you have to do using your brain. Be smart, but some things here. It's tough. It's rough. I've seen kidnapping in front of me. I've seen people die in front of me, shooting. I've seen, you know, all kinds of crazy things. But so far, so good. For me. So pray for me, guys. Pray, pray, pray. And guess what? Support, support. I'm saying support, support. Because I want to do what I want to do. I don't want to give up. I, I want to have it. We, by 2025, not only the Bible the College will be open, we have to have two new buildings for the high school. And these two new buildings will not cost less than $1.5 million, the buildings. Guess what? She's making faces. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. You know why I think it's going to happen? It's not about me. I don't have the money. It's going to use what the same, maybe. Yeah, I don't know who is going to use. I have four churches that I'm going to visit this time. Last month, it was four more. And I share. I let me close with this. I share with the one church about the sponsorship. The very first experience I had, shocking, was good. I was speaking with a group somewhat like this. And there was a guy, to me, he was not interested at all in what I was doing. He didn't make face, he was somewhere else. He didn't after I spoke, he came to me, he took his car and showed it to me on the back. I saw 50K. I said, what does that mean? I have no idea. He said, what's that? I said, 50K. I said, I don't know what that is. I want to give you $50,000. Oh, 50K. Oh. That was that, that was in Tennessee. And the guy gave me 50K. Wow. <laughs> right on the spot. And he was the one who impressed me. He was not interested. Mm. Yeah, you never know. 
So, just to tell you, it's not about me. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you very much.